and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? A mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And today we have our guest back, New Hologram. We've had her on a couple episodes before. Uh, I think it was 41 and 81, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, 40 and 81. And uh, usually New Hollow is here to talk about chronic illness and depression. And um, a lot of it has been coming up uh, much more lately, given the continuing pandemic. But also real quick. Hi, gang. It's been a while. It's been about a month and some change. <laughs> yeah, sorry for... Uh... Heading out without much of a, a goodbye. Uh, we had a couple things to deal with and some things to discuss. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and we are also in a global pandemic. Ultimately, um, we can we'll we'll discuss probably towards the end of the episode what's what's going to happen. But um, I don't know. I, I, I personally fell into a really deep, dark spiral that. I'm still slightly recovering from as we speak. So we'll see. We'll see how I how I handle it. But that's that's neither here nor there. New, how are you holding up? Um, you know, I'm so used to always saying that I'm great because I still kind of have that worry that people will think I'm full of shit when I say I don't feel good all the time. And it's like I'm not not okay, but I'm like, um, What's that thing they say about Avenger about Loki in the Avengers? They say his brain is a bag of cats. That's me. Um, <laughs> like I am the sun. I am boiling and burning, and I won't stop until I have devoured and disintegrated every molecule of this solar system. And it's like whatever black hole my human soul shot out of in 1989 is trembling. I feel the pain of every human at once, and I hate it. But at the same time stuff is going really well for me personally so i'm in like parallel universes and it's weird the word of the day is ambivalence <laughs> <laughs> which is that physically you're doing how like on the scale of one to ten how are you doing physically um physically um i've been a little bit rough as summer is always really hard for me i can't regulate my temperature it makes everything flare up i can't sleep well but also like my last infusion has worn off, so like my spinal pain is back, and I had a really nasty UTI again, and that just completely kills me. So like the past two weeks, I was dealing with that high fevers and horrible like pain in my kidneys, and you know all of that exhaustion. Yeah. So it's just you know, and it's like it's nothing new for me, but it's not fun. And I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, we're all trying to survive. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the things we discussed, I think it was on episode 81, was people who deal with um, disability, especially hidden disabilities, um, have kind of almost mentally and, and physically prepared for such a, an event because you can't go out and do all the fun things. You can't constantly go out and party and go to festivals and whatnot. And so being alone, being at home and secluded, it was like you had more fortitude emotionally and mentally than a lot of us did. Yeah, I definitely feel like I I'm so good at taking care of myself and managing myself. And when I do um, have spirals or like I'm really fucking cranky and depressed or whatever is going on, I'm just really good at holding my umbrella up and getting through the storm. And that's just a skill that I have had to develop in order to, to survive into um, age 30 now. And now it's it's frustrating because it's like I want to be patient and tolerant and compassionate with other people who are experiencing this for the first time. But but part of me is just like it's really not that hard to stay home. Why can't people just learn to play video games? Why can't they just watch porn? Like I don't get it. Why do you have to go out? Why do you have to go to the beach? Why do you have to go to a party? Why do you have to go to – I don't understand. Stay home. Yeah. Jack off. I don't care. Like, it's not, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm so. It's frustrating. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's a skill that you've had to develop. It's something that you had to learn because. And I did it alone. Yeah. And you did it without the support, really, of like a whole bunch. You got a whole bunch of people in your life who don't understand. And they, 
they didn't try to understand either, Mm-mm. which was even more frustrating. So now we're the majority of people like I'm by nature extroverted. I don't do well when I'm by myself. I don't do well in isolation, but I still was willing and able to isolate. I don't go out mm-hmm. in the weekend. I don't go out every weekend. I don't go out at all, hardly at all, besides like going to work, coming home, go to work, come home, pick up medication, go home. Like mm-hmm. I don't even go shopping for groceries. I get them delivered with contactless delivery and things like that. Cause I've got a 93 year old grandmother and I value her health and her life more than my inability to deal with being by myself and not being surrounded by other human beings because I'm not a selfish butthole. I was going to say like, because you care about other people. Yeah. No, it's, it's, yeah, on it's, this podcast, we definitely want to, people to nurture themselves and know what the limits are and also take care of one another. So mm-hmm. I think it's what's really interesting for me and a value is to hear um, – knew your experience of like what has you know been able to make you so strong and and skills that other people can pick up from you and then seeing chris your journey through um i think as an extrovert and as somebody who cares deeply about you know felt his fellow man watching your depression really hit you and then my i think um i just feel like an abstract painting i feel like i'm all over the place emotionally <laughs> at once <laughs> It's yeah. really disconnected and disjointed. I was noticing a lot of your kind of general uh, disconnect at times where, you know, it would kind of feel like you were floating through life a little bit. And I would see like this faraway look in your eyes when I would see you and just like there, there's there was a lot going on internally that I felt yeah. you were internalizing m- majority of. But I didn't want to pry because I know that if it was something that you wanted to discuss, you would discuss with me. I think one of the big issues that I've had as somebody who's highly sensitive, um, who's extremely empathetic and someone who has a hard time with boundaries, though I've gone to therapy and I've read the books and everything. It's still something that I practice daily um, and have to remind myself of that it's it has been a struggle to know when to reach out and when and how to process on my own and self-soothe, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like when, yeah. when mm-hmm. is the appropriate time for each um, and not take on the world's problems. I mean, so much has happened with a global pandemic, a racial pandemic, if you, basically. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. you know, po- politically, everyone is so separated from one another. And then we can't all be with each other to – soothe one another you know um there's there's the big difficulty also is the fact that like we are as americans seeing the rest of the world recovering now we're seeing the rest of the world taking steps taking measures they're doing things that we are lacking in and for what feels like probably the first time in a lot of americans lives not not for you know those of us who've kind of been paying attention to things or anything like that but a lot <laughs> of people are now seeing the man behind the curtain for the first time and this wizard of oz situation that we've all been subjected to of the american dream of the idea of freedom and liberty and blah 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 they've all been this ridiculous giant headed green lie that we are unable to deal with. We're seeing we're seeing a lot of people getting frustrated, a lot of people getting angry. We're seeing billionaires getting called out. And it's like, it's a lot to take in all at once in a time that is already tumultuous, combining with people who are empathetic, combining with people who are already, you know, angry at a lot of things. It's like, Guys, <laughs> and there is so much anger. There's just so much anger from every political party, from everywhere you look. I mean, we are dealing with a situation where so many people have no money. They don't have a job. Mm-hmm. They don't have insurance. I mean, we deal with that. We don't yeah. have, you know, I, I I don't have a lot of money, and I'm paying tooth and nail just to have insurance so I can go to therapy and get the help yeah. I need. Um, it is a really bad time, and then to watch. 
I think one of the biggest slaps in the faces, and I don't know if you guys would agree, was watching how the rich dealt with the pandemic and the quarantine and the, okay, guys, you need to self-quarantine. And so they self-quarantined on their cruises and they did a big like, did you see that picture? I think it was posted around of, of like, we can get through this, but with their yachts, they all like shaped the words of, you know, we're in this together. I think that was, I think that was a parody. <laughs> Admittedly, that was a parody, but it was based <laughs> off true. of. Yes. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. This idea of like Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> just being like, I'm in a prison in my literal mansion on acres and acres of land and servants and oh, billions of like, dollars. Shut up. And it's yeah. just so frustrating because it's like, we are actually, we have been told that we live in the greatest country in the world. Now that may sound naive, but when you grow up with that paradigm constantly nailed into your head, you feel like, well, when shit hits the fan, we will pull together. Yeah. And that was farthest from the truth. And I know that a lot of people were like, well, this isn't a surprise. But I think for me, it was a surprise how poorly everything has been dealt with. Everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and that's been really disappointing for me anyway. <laughs> Like there's no we, empathy. We I feel worship. Like yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say like we worship. Um, we worship things that we made up, and we we oh the rent, the money, the uh, uh, and it's like those aren't real things. I can't go out and touch rent. I can't go out and and feel Insurance. what money is energetically. Yeah. It's yeah. these are not real thing these are constructs but we let them rule us to the point where we will let other people die for these fake things and i'm like that doesn't make any damn sense it was so yeah, stupid it was one thing when bartering and trading was how human beings established worth my one chicken mm-hmm. is worth your bushel of apples that kind of thing is like yeah there's a lot of well, that's physical lots Wait, survival yeah, together yeah. with with the village. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like community. The community has been so stripped of us, especially now when we are all having to isolate. We're trying You're our so best right. to maintain mm-hmm. some form of community by going online. Well, what else is online? There's a lot of misinformation. There's a lot of Exactly. a lot of bullshit that we're trying to sort through. I literally Okay, video game moment real quick because <laughs> I was watching a playthrough of Metal Gear Solid 2 and there is a segment in the game, uh, spoilers for anybody who hasn't played Metal Gear Solid 2. Basically, the main one of the main villains of the game is this AI that was created by a shadow government. And this AI goes on to say, in 2002, mind you, the exact reality that we live in today where information is plentiful it is readily available and nobody can sort what is important anymore mm. it is so telling that just like the things that we care about the things that we are putting weight on and straining to like deal with nobody can tell anymore what needs our attention because it all needs our attention. Yeah. And the things that are I, actually I, important yeah. slip through the cracks. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think what you were saying about more than ever, we need a community and we need to feel like we have each other's backs. And we've been, we can't do that with uh, COVID-19 and, and having to self, dis, you know, the distance. But also you go online and instead of seeing people helping one another, instead of there being this amazing leadership, instead of there being, wow, all these advances in medicine and look at like all, for example, just something small, like all the hairdressers can't work right now. So there's mm-hmm. large amounts of money going out to like all good news. There's nothing but bad news. There's nothing but, you know, this group of people hates this group of people and people are pissed at this person and this and you won't believe what the president did now. And it just makes you feel <laughs> sick and you're alone. And so I don't think I have been dealing with depression. I think I've been <clears throat> just grossed out by so much that like I yeah. you know, yeah. and I think it was <laughs> hard hard. to do the podcast because for me anyway, I went I went we went I went away. I went out of state for a while and then I came back and it was like how do you give more? Like how do we put out more when there's already so much noise? What can we possibly yeah. say right yeah. now that is going to be helpful at all to anyone? <laughs> We, we especially, like, honestly, to ourselves, 
because that was one of the things that kept me. You went away for the for the time to and I was like, I was glad that you were finally able to get away and like remove yourself from this. (laughs) Imagine my (laughs) hands wildly gesturing Um, and like I wanted so badly to do the same. I couldn't. And like the only thing that I would do was attempt to remove myself mentally, emotionally. Uh, I I couldn't I couldn't fathom the idea of having any more care for anything. And that was survival mode. I went full on survival mode. And and like worst of all was I think I I think we've discussed this previously on the podcast, but um, I don't. How do I put this? I have always lived with a strong purpose of I need a reason. Like even when I was a kid, I didn't just do things. I would never answer. I don't know when I did something. I had a purpose. I had a goal in mind and I had direction. I've always had that. And now for the first time, I would say ever, I ha- I wake up every morning and I genuinely ask myself, why? I don't know why. I don't know why I'm waking up every day. I don't know why I'm getting up. I don't know why I take a shower. I don't know why I exist. And I don't know why I need to keep existing. I don't see a reason for it. I see a lot of hopelessness, I see a lot of helplessness, and I see a lot of pain and misery surrounding me at all times. And it is frustrating, beyond the shadow of a doubt, to to f- hit this point in my life where, like, things are going well for me. I feel like things are going well in a lot of areas in my life. I'm, you know, I'm doing a lot of things that I'm very proud of to an extent. I'm doing a lot of things that I'm, you know, I feel good about. But they're fleeting and they're temporary and they have no weight to them. They have no purpose. And even trying to, like, tell myself, hey, the purpose is what I make of it. Or attempting to adopt this kind of... uh absurdist point of view of well I have to imagine Sisyphus happy I have to imagine that the pointlessness the 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 sheer existing for existence's sake that that's that's fine that's okay I could keep doing that but I'm having a really hard time coming to grips with that 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 idea is really how I need to live my life so <laughs> yeah i i think i have felt i felt that way a lot in my early and mid 20s just because like i knew what i wanted to do i knew what what my purpose was but i didn't feel like it was available or accessible mm-hmm. for me and that is what threw me into such a deep dark place because i was like i want to do this thing i know i can do this thing but my health, my body is holding me back. My situation is holding me back. And, um, you know, now for me, I know that that's not true. Yeah. Um, I know that it can happen and is happening for me. Um, but, you know, sometimes I do have moments where I'm like, oh, and <laughs> you have, I don't know. It's not easy. It's not. And I mean, it, the, 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 the hardest part for me is like, how how easy it is for me to talk about that because mm. for most people those thoughts those feelings they're uncomfortable the yeah. idea of a lack of purpose the idea of non-existence the void the void the call of the void yeah it, it's it's never been more strong in me except for lately and that's the thing i i I, obviously i'm i'm not suicidal 
going to get that out of the way because I know people worry about that. I'm not suicidal. I'm not anywhere near suicidal. On a suicide scale, I'm like a 5 out of 10. So it's like no big. It's not going to happen. But it's definitely a point of... I don't... Everything I've done, I've done with vision. And I'm blind. I'm completely blind now. And everybody can see from me from the outside. And I put on the mask. I do the I do the song and dance. And, you know, I make myself seem human. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's, it's not. Uh, it's something that's slipping a lot. I can't. You've been keeping yourself super busy, too. Like over the mm-hmm. top weekends at the office kind of situation. Yeah, because that's my that's my coping mechanism is if I'm if I'm busy trying to give myself purpose, like if I'm busy trying to inventory things like absolutely like I'm trying to do things constantly that I look back and I go, wow, that is um, that's that's shitty. <laughs> like really? I'm doing things where I'm like dig- I'm like burying myself in as much like low low effort high brain activity work as i possibly yeah. can i'm doing math for fuck's sake <laughs> i know right yeah gross <laughs> and like i'm i'm sitting here like i i've got on my desk in front of me right now besides my computer stuff i've got three small electric devices that I am going to take apart after we're done with with the podcast. I'm going to take them apart. Why? Because they're old and I want to know what's inside them. That's that's what I am doing to busy myself. It's like mm-hmm. taking shit apart, looking at them, learning as much as I can about things that I will absolutely never need ever again in my life. At least as far as I know. I don't know. Maybe I will. Maybe one day I will need to... Save the world with a sharp electronics, uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck this is. <laughs> what is this? Hang on. It is a, it is a sharp electronics, uh, quick reference guide. <laughs> it's literally like Perfect. a phone thing from friggin' like 1998. <laughs> wow. It's so stupid. But it's what I'm doing. It's how I'm getting by. It's how I'm coping. And I think... That's something that we have to remember as humans is there was this thing sold to us a long time ago, which was you need to be happy. And if you don't have happiness and you don't have, you know, like abundant joy constantly every day, then there's something wrong with your life. Then there's something wrong with you and you need to fix it. And I think nobody obviously gets taught how to deal with pandemics, quarantine, uh, obvious racism and, and horror in the world. And so whatever you're doing to cope right now um, I think is the right thing. And possibly you can do things that will even enhance that further. And that might not be a healthy thing uh, on a day-to-day 24 seven basis in while times are normal, but I just feel like right now you need to find what works, right? Like, especially those of us who are dealing with uh, different chemicals with serotonin and, and depression, anxiety, any mental health issues, it's it's already something that we're having to handle and deal with. What were you going to say, New Hollow? I was going to say that, you know, survival is an accomplishment. And, and the reason I say that is like, you know, so so much of my 20s was just spent surviving, just spent coping, whether it was maladaptive daydreaming, you know, constant writing, whatever, video games, whatever binge, even if it was kind of unhealthy, porn, whatever, mm-hmm. like, it kept me alive. And that means something because I'm still here. Yeah, no, that's true. It's- I spent 12 hours yesterday playing Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> it was actually really nice. Wow. It was really nice. I fall into very intense daydreaming for long periods of time. <laughs> I love daydreaming. That sounds nice. Like just, you know, just kind of gone for a while. And it well, it can be nice. And then you kind of feel sleepy, like you fell asleep. And then you realize that you haven't have gotten anything accomplished. 
but it, but um, has it so, brought you a sense of like comfort for that time or just like I think so I think well I also think it's a lot um and you're not it's not supposed to be good for you but disassociation I'm very 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 good at disassociation mm. without realizing I'm disassociating and I think it's coming back pretty intensely mm-hmm. um there's been a lot of personal huge changes as well that were difficult and painful that are ongoing <laughs> Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and I think any big change during this time is crap, you know, unless it's a good change. If it's like a friendship ending, a job ending, um, and any kind of big change that's stressful, it's going to just be tenfold. So if you guys can avoid that, I recommend keeping steady. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah. (laughs) so chris we heard about your survival of throwing yourself into work and just having to acknowledge the fact that things feel pointless right now and kind of ridiculous and you're trying to find yourself in that what do you think is going to help you get through that and do you think you will well it's funny also i hope you can hear my stomach growling that was really um the last time that i had a major like life change uh which also included like a philosophy change and everything this this philosophy change that i've been going through this kind of existential nihilism kick um it's not the best before it was uh, a really positive outlook change where it was full of hope and potential and knowing, well, it's okay because it's not going to be forever. Whereas now it feels very much like it's going to be forever. Um, breaking out of this kind of thought pattern is, is insanely difficult. It is, um, it's, it's looking into the void, reaching out and grabbing a handhold in complete darkness uh, when the room is 10 miles wide and 10 miles deep. Like, mm. I I can reach for quite a while and hope I grab something, but I have no idea what, I have no idea when, I have no idea where. I have tried exploring options i i one of the things that i've been facing the most that's been the most difficult by far is this has forced me also to come to grips with my codependency issues Ooh. oh yeah this is fun times <laughs> sorry that was my that was my uh chair sorry if you hear squeaking <laughs> no that's fine that's fine uh the codependency has really like come to the forefront because now uh i've been single and honestly not dating anybody for like two years um that is one of the longest times that i've gone in my life without being in a committed relationship or even attempting a committed relationship uh and now for the first time i'm having to rely on myself rely on me to be the person who gets to be my counterbalance because that is what I have always required. Mm-hmm. I've always required somebody to pull me back because I can't I can't see the forest for the trees sometimes. Right, you can't self-regulate. <laughs> yeah. In that mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah, I guess. No, it. I'm I'm horrible at it. I I I I need to be able to to rely on somebody to just go, "Hey, it's okay. You can stop now." I don't have and f- that. And the friendship doesn't friendships don't really work with that, do you think? No, not even a little. That's the that's that's the hard that's like that's the shitty part about this is my co- my codependency is purely romantic. It is mm-hmm. it is my my friendships are my friendships and they keep me sane and they keep me level-headed to a degree. Um but I've had a number of friendships in the past, you know, 
fail and fall through things that the people that I have long trusted, long depended on uh, to, to, to help and bring me back from the point of no return. I have some now, like both of you are part of that kind of like bring me back friend groups. Uh, it, but this is, this is on a different level. This is on that, that level that the majority of my life has been, I don't want to say obsessed with, but that's, that's really the best word for it. I've, I've searched for like love and that's not a thing that tangibly exists. It's not hmm. like, like, like justice that doesn't tangibly exist. I can't find a single molecule of that. I'm trying to find a single molecule of love. And I know that it's abundant. I know that it's out there. Um, I feel empty without it. And my, I love my friends. I love my family. But I don't romantically have that. And it, mm -hmm. it's... It's definitely, I described it to a friend the other day. It, I have, I have a lot that I want to do in my life. And a lot of it I want to do with someone. Mm. And ultimately, I don't know. Um, I think the biggest obstacle is I uh, I mean, I, I absolutely don't feel worthy of it and that'll keep me from finding it. Yeah. Simple as that. Romance in the pandemic is not <laughs> going to be, it's not like a big, I feel like it's a movie. So but New Hollow, you're somebody who, I mean, you haven't had a, I think uh, you haven't been dating in a few years either, but you're somebody who's very independent, right? Yeah, the most, I mean, at this point, I, I, I'm practically a nun, like the most important relationship to me is the relationship with myself, mm -hmm. and with the, the universe and with life. And um, I, it didn't seem like that would be something that would completely fulfill me. But like, once I realized that that was what was for me, at least like, now, I don't know if I could, I could change in the future. I don't know. Um, it just changed everything. Because I, I realized like, oh, okay, like that's my thing and that's what's important for me right now. And yeah, I, you know, it doesn't stop 50 guys a day from trying to ask me out. <laughs> trying to video chat? <laughs> trying to video chat with me. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm just like, you know, I, I'm just not, I don't think I'm wired for that. I just want to work on me and I want to be here for my kittens and I want to work on my art and I want to keep witnessing my evolution and my expansion and I want to see what I can do in the world when I am focused. How has your depression been during the quarantine and pandemic? Um, it, you know, it's really only, I think for me, it's, it's mostly like situational triggers, like, I just wish that I had my own space where I could not only like just work on my stuff in peace, but like not have like any negative energy around me. Like I have loud neighbors. I have, you know, there's just so many things that, that especially when I'm PMSing, like it's really only when I'm PMSing when I get depressed um, mm -hmm. that really, it's really fucks me up. Like it knocks me off my feet when I PMS. And my, my worldview gets very dark and I'm angry and blah, and bloated. You know, it's just like, so I have to just hunker down and be like, okay, this is going to be a thing until my stupid period comes. So what can I do to get through it? And sometimes all I can do to get through it is either, you know, be a workaholic, which is normal for me, um, work myself constantly on all my different projects, or... You know, sometimes I just feel so numb. I'm like, I just have to lay back in my reclining chair, put on some YouTube, watch shit and, and play on my phone all day. And 
that sometimes is what you need. Yeah. yeah. Good. How about uh, how about yours, Linz? How have you been depression, anxiety? I know you've been disassociating a lot, but... Yeah, I feel like a helium balloon. Um, I think it was interesting the other day I was at work in a job that I like and surrounded by people that I was enjoying and working on something that I actually really have been having fun with. And I got a full-blown body panic attack, which I haven't had, I don't know, years, years. And it was the kind where it's not just like your heart races. It was suddenly I just couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I was like, and then of course your first thought is, oh my God, I have COVID-19 and it's just mm. hitting me now while I'm at work, surrounded by people I love, <laughs> you know? And then I realized that my hands were cold and that I was feeling like I was going to pass out and I don't even know what triggered it. I, And that's what's so frustrating for me is when I just feel so disconnected from myself. I don't, usually there's a word or somebody said something or a thought came to me and, um, or a situation I'm just really uncomfortable with, but I wasn't, it was in a fairly cozy, dark room with people I really like. So I don't even know where that came from. Um, and I just had, I, and it was, I was almost nonverbal. I couldn't, um, one of my friends was trying to take me to lunch and I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I couldn't come up with. I don't know, the, the air for it or whatever. And I kept feeling like I'm dying. And that's always the worst feeling when you have a panic. You just feel like you mm -hmm. are having a heart attack. You are dying. And I don't know where it came from. Um, my depression, I, I've i been pretty good in terms of that. I adopted a, a beautiful cat. Uh, I have mm -hmm. a good partner. And I feel like that has been really boistering my mood. Um, and I... I think I talked with you guys and the podcast about um, losing a really important friendship. And lately I've just really felt a lot of love from the support, my friendship group. So I don't feel like I've just been dropped by everyone, which is something that I've experienced in the past. And so in my own way, my little community, I feel very held if that makes sense. But I do feel like I've lost my path or my pattern uh, for moving forward. I feel like I'm kind of moving sideways in life, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of shifting and a lot of trying to like days just go by and I'm like suddenly, oh God, I, I haven't done laundry and I haven't done this and I haven't done that. And, you know, first thing that usually goes for me, and this is, I know, gross for some people, but it's hygiene. Hygiene is um, I just forget to shower or I forget to brush my teeth um, nope. because Same. I'm so out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel and, it, and it's gross, but like. Suddenly it's day four and I haven't taken a shower and my hair doesn't get oily. I think a lot of people, like, I'm just lucky that way. But look, I'm stinky. Like, I <laughs> there's only so much deodorant can do for you. Um, and it's just, it's not hygienic. It's better for you. And I always sleep better when I shower. But I don't know. It's like that kind of goes out. And then, like, somebody messages me and I read the message and I mean to respond to them. And then it's been a week. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was totally <laughs> meaning to message this person back. So I've been having to force myself to, in the moment, in the very, very moment that I get a message, respond. If I read it, I have to respond. Don't open my phone if I don't have time to respond to something. Um, trying to keep myself present. And that has been something that I just am not doing great with. Um, I got an, a lot more bad news in the last couple of days. And uh, I just seem to want to go everywhere but be here. Yeah. Or be so present that I'm not thinking about other things and getting things done that need to be done. Like hyper-focusing on like mm. tiny little things. Oh, the hyper-focusing um, has been – yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like just really, really focus on – and it's like to the detriment of everything around me. Um, so I – and I have <laughs> – I'm somebody who cares deeply too much and too often. And lately I just have been letting things – go and that can be good but there's things like I just have stopped trying to make certain relationships work I've just stopped trying to I've just kind of letting the I don't know fat of my life fall off fall away and I've stopped trying to force things to happen and work and I think maybe that's that's a good thing and I really don't know I don't know mm -hmm. um yeah. Yeah. separate the chaff from the wheat yeah. I yeah I I don't chase people anymore and that made no. a big difference in my life. Um, 
you know, I just don't have the energy for it. And it's not this whole, because there is kind of an unhealthy shadow side of that that can be like, oh, well, if you, if they don't mess with me, then I'm not going to talk to them. And it's like, it's not, it's not about that. It's about like, you know, I don't need to be the one every time trying to be the, the iron lung of this relationship. Like either it's there or it's not. And if it's not, I, I'm not going to chase after it because it's and a, a stupid. A relationship shouldn't require an iron lung. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the, that's the great takeaway there. It's just like, as soon as you feel like relationship is on life support, like either that relationship is doomed or it's going to get better. It doesn't need to just sit there and be hooked up to one person's machine. Yeah, I think sometimes you fall, you can't help it. You fall into patterns. And I think especially when you're someone who has mental health or physical health issues, you tend to want to overcompensate in relationships Mm, because you can't do the other things, right? And Mm -hmm. so then you start almost seeking these relationships where it's like, well, that's the normal, right? Because normal people go out and do this. So I have to do this to go out of my way to make sure they know that I care about them or whatever. And then it's like this really unhealthy dynamic. Um, And so I've come to a place where like, yeah, I have friends. In my life now, the only friends I have are people who who also will reach out of the blue and and check on me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, especially friendship dynamics have had to change because we can't hang out. We can't see each other. So what do we do to make each other feel heard, special, cared about, supported, et cetera? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Honestly, like it's, it's good to to recognize – who is really important in our lives that that is one of the things that has gone kind of well throughout this whole horrible horrible time we're all in it's just like yeah here are the people who mean a lot to us we should keep them close and you really find out and it's interesting i really thought there were some people i would hear from during this time and i haven't i was like wow okay uh okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i and i and i've also gotten to a place thank god i've stopped taking it personally I've just yeah that's the hard part right yeah seriously you have to get good at listening because like my my brain will be like ah you know they don't they don't like me anymore and I have to just listen to that and go okay hold on you don't know that you're making that up (laughs) they are probably just dealing with their own shit they're probably Mm -hmm. scared they are not as resilient as you Mm -hmm. in a time like this and it's not about you. Not everything That's is about you. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so easy to fall into that trap of worrying that it's something you did or something you said mm-hmm. or any number of things that, you know, that's, that's absolutely like some sort of, that's, that's a type of PTSD from toxic relationships of the past. Oh yeah. Oh God. Yeah. And that's, that's shitty. That's shitty guys. Don't do that to yourself. um one thing that i would like to say uh in terms of something that has also really helped me we we touched earlier on how the internet is so fucking horrible right now um i have specifically made accounts on places that i go to like often like reddit and stuff like that where I just go, okay, everything negative, gone. <laughs> this is this is only cute animal pictures and funny things. This is this idea. is my no bummer account. <laughs> and that is where That's I'm going fantastic. to go to. So I can make sure that this place right here, nothing bad's going to happen here. Because I'm also not going to look at the comments. I'm just looking at the content. <laughs> no bummer zone. Boom. Create one for yourself. It. If you are if you are a person like me who loves going on Reddit, but oh boy, I can't deal with having this many horrible things being talked about all at once. Here you go. Uh, no bummer account. Make one. I love that. Get rid of Facebook. <laughs> Fuck. I get, love that. Just keep Messenger. Get rid of your Facebook. If you need True. if you need to talk to people, get rid of Facebook. Just keep Messenger. Whatever. Just delete the app from your phone. Yes. It's perfect. What's one piece of advice that you have, Nuhala? Um, 
it's hard to have hope and to have faith that things are going to work out when you see how horrible um, people are acting and how self-absorbed so many people are revealed to be. But um, gosh, I don't even know what to say. It's like you can't I I am at I am so much at peace with just being like a jellyfish, you know what I mean? Just like yeah. going wherever wherever life takes me and not resisting. And I, that's that's a skill and it's that's something that you have to learn um and practice at. So I think um it's really important to be kind with yourself wherever you are because if you are having a bad day and you just judge yourself and go, "Well, I don't like I don't like feeling this way. It's bad. I shouldn't be feeling this way." That like that's a judgment still. So instead of Instead of being like, well, I shouldn't feel this way. Get rid of the word should, could, would, and all of that stuff. It's not useful to you. So instead, you have to approach it like, it's almost like I'm reparenting myself. (laughs) That has been really good. So, you know, if I am having that bad day and it's just a bunch of nasty triggers and childhood wounds and, you know, things like that, I have to be like, okay, what did little new not get when she was in pain when she needed help when she needed love and how can I give that to myself so my goal as an adult has been to give my child self everything she ever wanted and doing that has changed my life you know my room is pink and cute and full of all my little favorite action figures and toys and lamb chop and I love it it is so it feels like I'm painting my soul on the outside of my environment and it's really great because I step into my room and it's like sacred I'm like okay ah pink we're back like this is me you know so I think it's really important to try to make that space for yourself even if you don't like have a room to yourself and you can't you know make a cave even if you you know make a bath time ritual get some candles put on something yeah um to listen to while you take a bath, like anything you can do to make like a sacred time just for you is, is really important. I think I would like to add on to that. Yeah. To add on to that, I think find time to play. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Find time to play. If it's a video game, if it's uh, being playful with your, with your friends in a, in a different dynamic, like there's, you know, tabletop games and stuff. If it's uh giving yourself a, the excuse to just try something new in a playful way. Like mm-hmm. I've never been in, I've never thought about trying this hobby. Maybe I'll just buy a little starter pack and give it a shot. Like give yourself play time. Uh, we need that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Yeah. Ex- explorative playtime. <laughs> On that note, this has been, I think the longest episode that we've ever done of the podcast. <laughs> Really? Yes. So welcome back to us. <laughs> yes, you've gotten almost a full hour of content this episode. Uh, as for Party. us, uh, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast, like the Facebook page, send us an email if you want to message us directly, mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. New, what you want to, what you want to push? Uh, um, I new hologram on Instagram. Uh, that's where I'm most active, so it would be best to follow me there. And um, YouTube, I have some new stuff coming out. If you um, just need something to watch and put on in the background, I have a lot of good videos for that. I do Let's Plays. I have cool videos where I break down uh, Japanese pop music lyrics so I can teach you Japanese, but also share my interpretation of the music video and the song. I do all kinds of stuff, so... I would say check that out. Yeah. And I also have, yes, I have a guided five-minute affirmation video that I did recently. And it's all, um, it's I am safe is the theme, but it's really like a personal growth and personal freedom affirmations. It's it's really quick. It's just five minutes. So if you're struggling in whatever way, I would say just like put that on while you're doing yoga or while you're just sitting there while you cook breakfast whenever. Just you know, see if something like that works for you because 
affirmations can be really good for reprogramming the way that we think about ourselves in our journey. So I would say give stuff like that a shot. Yeah, if you're somebody who has constant negative thoughts about yourself, uh, affirmations are indeed quite helpful. It replaces the voice repeating, you suck, you suck, you suck, go fucking die, with, you're fine, it's okay, just chill. Yeah, and, and like ready. to add on, to, yeah, like, and the thing is, if you say an affirmation and you have an immediate negative response, that is your GPS telling you where the problem is. So if I say something like, uh, um, uh, I, I like myself. And my first thought is, no, I don't. I fucking hate myself because I'm, f and I start going like that. Then it's like, whoa, holy shit. Like, obviously that's a wound I need to work on. So, um, I think we need to not be so scared of going into our own wounds because that that's something that I hear a lot people reach out to me uh, for one-on-one -on -one a lot like you know how can I work on this this problem this anxiety this this worry that I have that is holding me back in life and so I'll suggest something like like affirmations or like inner work or, or inner child work and they're like oh no no I can't do that because if I because if I go into my trauma then I'll I'll it'll make me worse and it's like well okay one number one I'm not a therapist so I'm not trying to guide you through your trauma but number two like you you can't untangle your hair if you don't grab a comb and get in there. True. So it does take work. And even if it takes a long time, like I'm a very, very different person right now at 30 than I was at 20 when I was undiagnosed and completely traumatized and like triggered by everything left and right and just not a realized person. And give it time. It's not going to be overnight. It's not like ayahuasca. You're not going to go, whoa, I understand now. I <laughs> you know, it's going to be a slow unfolding and awakening of you, the purest you, who you were as a kid before you were conditioned by culture, by society, by your parents' trauma. And um, it's absolutely worth getting back to that place. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> We're going to have new back soon, by the way, for discussion yes. of ketamine, Woo! which that's going to be a fun one. I can't wait. I I want my next Momex infusion. <laughs> yes. It's going to be so good when you can finally get it. But that does it for us. Thank you all so much for listening and your patience. I know that we've been gone for a while. We're uh, We're going to do our best to get back on track. You guys are great. We appreciate all the responses, the messages that we've been getting in our absence. And um, I hope that you guys just keep, being, keep going and find time to play. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us to, to just, just get, get over, over it. it. <laughs> <laughs>